0: For most of its existence in the American market, Audi has always been in the second tier of luxury brands. Great cars, but they never really sold that well. Not anymore. Today Audi is the hottest brand in the luxury segment. In fact, this is a global phenomenon. Audi now outsells BMW and Mercedes worldwide. So how has the brand come on so strong? We'll get the answer to that question because my guest on today's show is Johan de the president of Audi of America. Joining me on my journalist panel are David Welch from Bloomberg Businessweek and Chris Pockert from Autoblog. So stay right where you are. We'll be back in just a moment. From our studios in the Motor City, this is AutoLine. Here now is John McElroy. Thanks for joining us here in the studio with our special guest today, Johan Denysen, the head of Audi of America. And it's great having you back here on the set of AutoLine. Always a pleasure, John, thank you. Also joining us today is uh, David Welch from Bloomberg Business Week.
1: Thanks for having me, John.
0: Yeah, and Chris Pockert from AutoBlog. Great to be here, thank you. Johan, it's great having you back here because in, in times past, one of the things that we've always talked about or I've asked you about is, what's wrong with Audi? You've got fabulous styling The best interiors in the business, terrific technology, heritage that goes way, way back. Why haven't Americans caught on to the fact that this brand is really good? And now it looks like they've caught on. You guys seem to be on fire right now. What changed? I mean, the company's still doing the same sorts of things, but now Americans seem to be a whole lot more interested. Not just Americans, by the way. This is one of the hottest brands in the world right now. But specifically here for what you run, what changed?
2: Well, firstly, I hope I can quote you on all of those my nice statements. <laughs> we have been working on a, uh, a consistent execution of, of strategy for the U.S. market. Uh, it's a 10-year plan. We're midway through it, five years down the road, uh, which really evolved on um, getting the Audi of America organization to be one that is dynamic and robust. Um, we did a lot of work with our dealer network and upgrading the quality of uh, our distribution network but importantly also the product portfolio. We filled in a lot of the white space, we now have a whole sports car line, we have two SUVs, and we have a very attractive uh, volume core around uh, the A4 and Q5 models. And uh, importantly also, uh, a strong presence now in the alternative powertrain conversation with our very successful and acclaimed TDI clean diesel models. So uh, the product portfolio has set up uh, a good platform for uh, the marketing communication. Our marketing communication has been uh, somewhat more assertive, I think uh, I would use that word, than one would normally associate with Audi. Audi is a little bit of an understated brand, and uh, many of our European colleagues uh, express surprise that uh, the U.S. communication style is uh, um, somewhat provocative. But uh, that is the nature of the game in the U.S.
0: Give us some examples. What do you mean? We, need, the to get,
2: we need to get uh, U.S. consumers to understand where Audi is positioned. And so uh, we are doing a little bit uh, tongue-in-cheek comparisons with uh, some of our key luxury competitors, uh, having a bit of fun at the e- expense of the others, but we think in a charming way. Uh, so, for example, we've highlighted uh, the fact that um, some of the leading Specialist publications and comparative tests against uh, BMW, Audi has uh, triumphed uh, every time. Uh, we have uh, poked a little bit of fun at uh, our friends at Lexus, which uh, are so uh, ubiquitous with their RX uh, uh, SUV. Uh, and um, these are some examples, uh, using playing a little bit on the stereotypes associated with some of our competitors. But we don't want to overdo it. We actually uh, continue to be very respectful of the opposition. But uh, this has helped, I think, to not only raise awareness uh, in the uh, hearts and minds of American consumers, but really has also put us on the consideration set. If we look at all the brand metrics, whether it's awareness, positive opinion, consideration, uh, prestige, these are all at record levels, and so you gradually have a building momentum. Uh, and uh, our performance this year has continued uh, the the uh, robust trend that we saw even in the recession. Uh, In the luxury market that has grown uh, by just over 12% uh, year on year, Audi sales are up 25%, which I think puts us amongst the best in the business. Um, And What has really been good for us is the improvement also in the quality of the business. Uh, A richer model mix, um, very low incentives. We were very disciplined on incentive spend. So uh, the financial performance also for our dealer network has been really good. And uh, conquest figures and loyalty figures are at, at record levels. So uh, the business is heading in the right direction.
1: So Johan, you know, for a while, Audi was sort of bmw white or BMW for a little less money. In terms of brand image, you're sporting luxury cars, German engineering, good racing heritage. What's the unique proposition? Now? The, the, the price isn't so much less than BMW anymore. You're getting pretty comparable pricing to them. But if, if I'm just a consumer out there its isn't, isn't as close to this as, as the people in this room, what is Audi's unique proposition vis-a-vis BMW? Where do you guys really differ in terms of brand image?
2: We have been able to leverage the, uh, the product substance and the strengthening uh, perception of the brand by consumers uh, to uh, extract um, better pricing power in the market. And so you're quite right. Uh, a pricing advantage is no longer the consideration for buying a BMW, an Audi versus a BMW. In fact, in many cases, we are more expensive so it goes to uh, product substance uh the we think that the design of audi cars is a little bit uh, more understated but very progressive so for people who do not have such an extrovert personality uh it, it, it plays to to uh to their uh, favor and appeal audis generally are are selected by people who are dynamic achievers they're affluent certainly you need that uh, entry point i guess uh, to be able to 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 afford the car but generally people who are successful and to who choose a car as a reward for their own performance and achievements rather than being motivated by the desire to show to the world look this is how successful i am look at the badge of my car and it's a an important distinction um our uh, con- consumers generally uh, are drawn to the the uh, attention to detail that you'll find in audi cars the craftsmanship um, I think that our competition also make fine automobiles, and certainly are renowned for the engineering. But if you look at the attention to detail and the craftsmanship in Audi cars, fit and finish, the choice of materials in the interior that you've alluded to, uh, those really are uh, the things that appeal to discerning individuals who uh, who like the authenticity that's associated with it. And uh, it certainly, more seems more austerity to be, than a BMW. I think. Um, I'm not sure I would use that word. Uh, we we tend to be a little bit more simplistic, less ostentatious, uh, but uh, we might call it sophisticated. And uh, we are as confident in the brand and, and, and the expression of the ability of our engineers as people are confident about themselves in, in, uh, for those customers who choose Audi.
3: Now, um, Johan, one of the things you were talking about with individualistic owners, um, that's something that you guys have been able to to really grow. But when you're at 100,000 units, like your goal is, um, there are only so many iconoclastic consumers out there. Uh, how do you keep that uh, independent sort of image? Uh, and, and now that you've kind of ascended uh, to the, the top of the consideration heap, um, you end up with other manufacturers, maybe the ones that were operating on the periphery, um, uh, manufacturers like Saab, uh, Volvo, that are really uh, looking at you with a big sign on your back because um, I've actually been on launches recently and and they look at you as their number one competitor um, in that you've sort of successfully carved out the space that they thought was once theirs. I think this is inevitable
2: uh, as the brand has evolved. Uh, Today there are four tier one brands in the U.S. luxury market and Audi is now one of the four. Um, In the same way that uh, we had in earlier years set a target for our our competitors, uh, I guess we are now in the spotlight. But the overall market development, I think, still has uh, a lot of opportunity for um, successful and powerful and vibrant brands, uh, provided that you have the uh, product portfolio and the the network support uh, to uh, entrench that. Uh, For us... We see the luxury car market this year probably at around 1.15 million. Uh, next year, uh, about 10% growth. So uh, it's still a very sizable market. Um, the 100,000 level for us this year um, is going to result in an all time sales record for Audi in the US, but we probably would do more. Uh, our, our constraint at the moment is, uh, is, is sheer product availability. We simply haven't got the pipeline to really meet the customer demand, which again goes back to the quality of the business that uh, uh, that I've mentioned. But uh, our overall long-term objective certainly takes us uh, much further than the 100,000 level, uh, and uh, it will not be uh, uh, easy in the marketplace. It remains intensely competitive, and I can't imagine that our opposition will sit around and watch us continue to conquest business. We can anticipate, as we meet every day, severe resistance in the marketplace. But we are confident in our strategy, We are confident in uh, our current generation of products, plus we know what is in the pipeline. You know, Audi, uh, even throughout the recession, we uh, kept our foot firmly planted on the accelerator with regard to investment into the new product pipeline. Um, In Germany, we had announced an investment program of some 11 billion euros um, at a time when a lot of the competitors were saying, well, we're going to defer new projects. This means that uh, our development pipeline is completely full. There is a whole brace of new models and successor models to the existing car lines uh, in in the pipeline. And uh, the new product that will come out as a result of that investment, I think, will take the Audi brand to an even stronger position than we are enjoying today. So we are really confident in our ability to uh, continue to gain market share. And uh, the 100,000 is merely a stepping stone along the way to where we ultimately plan to be.
0: Talk a little bit more about where that 100000 goes. We all know that Volkswagen, the parent company, has very ambitious plans worldwide, but specifically here in North America, where it really never has achieved what it once had. What's Audi's sales target as part of Volkswagen's goal to be number one in the world by 2018? Uh, it, what kind of numbers are you talking about?
2: Audi has uh, a global target in mind of around 1.5 million vehicles and to put that into perspective we will we will do well over a million vehicles this year globally. We are uh, already uh, number 1 in Europe last year Audi was the number 1 luxury brand in Europe. We are That's a
0: very important statement what you just said. I don't think that many people even in the automotive industry have caught on to the fact that Audi has surpassed BMW and Mercedes-Benz in Europe.
2: This is actually a a good point. And you know, uh, uh, a few years ago when we first stated our global aspiration of one and a half million vehicles and to be the most successful premium automotive manufacturer, uh, it caused a lot of smiles even in the automotive uh, press community. Well, look at where the things are today. Uh, we've taken market leadership in Europe. We are very strong in Asia. We're in fact in China, which is now the world's largest car market. We are the market leader in the luxury sector by far. Uh, the, um, the gap between Audi, Mercedes, and BMW year to date in the global uh, volume stakes is uh, probably 30 to 40,000 vehicles, uh, which is not that much, and uh, it's 2010. So we still have a few years to go before we uh, have to achieve our stated goal. But clearly, uh, in order for us to attain the one and a half million units globally, uh, we have to develop our business in the U.S. And this plan, as I say, was launched already five years ago, and we are midway through <clears throat> it. For us to make a meaningful contribution, um, we probably need to get our sales level above 150,000 uh, directionally towards 200,000, although. Uh, you know, whether it's 180,000 or 220, uh, that's the area that we are, we are aiming at. I'm always reluctant to define our long-term plan just merely by a sales number. And the reason I say that is uh, I say that sales are the result of a process. You've got to have the right products. You have to distribute and market them well. You've got to make sure that your customers are satisfied and are ambassadors for the brand. You've got to ensure there's profitability on the way, you have good residual values, and, and, and. If you get all of those things right, then the sales are the inevitable result of your performance. But if you focus only on the sales, uh, you may actually begin to f- to press on uh, what I call a move the metal mindset, and uh, it begins to be merely a numbers game, which then frequently results in you not getting those important steps in the process right, uh, which then is not a sustainable plan. So. Uh, we don't talk uh, too much about uh, the 200,000-figure uh, that we've, uh, we hear from time to time internally in our company. Uh, we rather have uh, a mission to be the best at what we can be. And uh, our objective is not to sell as many Audis as possible and park Audis in as many driveways as possible. It's to park them in the right driveways. So we have quality of business. And uh, that is our overall uh, overriding concern. Uh, growth without profitability is not sustainable.
3: Um, now, as, as part of the Volkswagen strategy to really increase volume, one of the things that they seem to be doing in an unspoken way is tailoring mar- er, vehicles toward the North American market more specifically. The new Jetta is larger, it's decontented, it's less expensive, uh, and they're also working on the NMS, which will be um, manufactured in Tennessee. Is that something that's a strategy that's going to be across the Volkswagen group, including at Audi, or are we looking at uh, more of the same sort of products coming out of Audi?
2: You know, um, I have a very good uh, arrangement with my colleagues from Volkswagen. Uh, I am aware uh, in some superficial detail about their strategy, but not nearly uh, in enough detail to allow me to, to give comment uh, in any uh, credible form on, on their business model. So uh, I would rather refrain from doing so, uh, but as far as Audi is concerned... Um, our approach is that uh, an Audi is an Audi. Uh, we have one name, one standard everywhere. We are a luxury car brand uh, that uh, has built its reputation on product substance, on engineering, on technology, on craftsmanship, uh, and that will always be the case. It is what has made us successful.
1: You know, and Your sales in the U.S., I think, are up 24 or 25% so far
2: this year. 25%. Who's, uh,
1: who's buying them? Are the boomers coming back in? In buying luxury, there was for, there was a lot of talking, and for a while, there was a lot of data backing it up too. That they had gotten hammered in the housing market, they got uh, their savings had gotten pounded in the financial crisis, and they were, you know, getting far more pragmatic. And a lot of them have, or and a lot of people are just on the sidelines before they buy any car. So the surge you're seeing, which is bigger than than the market itself is growing, who's who's coming to your showrooms?
2: Actually, I don't think these are new customers coming back into the market. Uh, we have. Uh really been successful now at uh, increasing customer loyalty we in fact um, uh, were given an award by one of the uh, institutions that uh, monitor customer loyalty as the brand with the fastest uh, impro- developing co- improvement in customer loyalty on the other hand uh, when we look at cross-shopping now with um, with our competitors in every instance we are gaining more business from the opposition than we are losing and uh, as you combine then rapidly increasing loyalty with uh, Audi now being on the, the shopping list of, uh, of luxury car intenders, tenders um, and conquesting business from the opposition, uh, the overall car market uh, is not developing uh, that strongly. It's just uh, conquest sales and loyalty, and uh, that has resulted in an increase in market share. The profile of the people who are buying them, of course, the boomers uh, re- represent a very, very sizable and still the most important part so of the So they're starting uh, to come market, back into market. the market. Absolutely so. Uh, and, you know, um, the uh, inherent level of affluence that is, is still captured there in buying power is very substantial. But not to be missed uh, is uh, the younger age groups. Uh, we've seen this also with our A3 and A4 models, uh, where there is a, a strong... Um, development in, um, uh, purchasing from, from younger buyers. And, uh, this also is what makes us confident for the long-term sustainability of our growth, because we think that we'll be able to retain these younger buyers.
0: In fact, when I talk to some of your competitors, <laughs> namely Mercedes, BMW, and Lexus, they're jealous of the age of buyers that Audi is attracting. Talk a little bit about more about that. You're you're getting younger buyers, even though you say you think your cars are a little bit more understated. You would think younger people might want something more expressive than an older conservative buyer.
2: Yes, in fact, uh, we're rather pleased with that development. I think every car maker always wants to see a, a relatively useful uh, trend in uh, in their customer profile. Uh, for us, we have worked hard to ensure. That the Audi brand is seen as kind of cool, and I think that appeals to the younger set. Uh, a lot of the uh, younger people who are um, successful and who have achieved their own level of affluence or might in fact have uh, access i guess to uh, to family money uh, they are increasingly wanting to be their own people, and so the previously defined set of safe choices, you know, my father has always driven this car, uh, is something that they're questioning. And uh, Audi is uh, one of those brands that is at this moment uh, providing a, a, a compelling and appealing alternative. Is this one of these things
1: you've seen with luxury brands sort of, they went over certain generations? <clears throat> you know, you had Packard, you know, in the 30s and then Cadillac sort of displaced it and they had a long reign and then. Uh, the Japanese and, and Mercedes, and really it really was Lexus, Mercedes, and BMW replaced Cadillac and Lincoln, and, uh, and and they've been really hip, what, late 80s, up you know, and, and they still are now, but is, so is Audi the next one, you think, to really get hot?
2: Well, I think uh, we are certainly, uh, if not hot already, we are very warm. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, to really, you know, to kind of become the it brand. I think uh, there's a lot of uh, indicators that would suggest that we certainly are uh, uh, capable of achieving that. Um, and, you know, uh, the real issue of sustainability is one where you have to continue to innovate. And Audi has a long heritage of innovation. Uh, but innovate not only with product technology. It's innovation with regard to design with regard to distribution, with regard to how you shape and cultivate and mold the brand image. And uh, there's a lot more of that still in the pipeline for us. Uh, Our brand image is incredibly important and we manage it very, very carefully. And uh, I think that this brand has nowhere to go but up. Uh, It's really on the ascendancy. And uh, we see, therefore, that particularly in the US where there is the largest gap of any of the major markets where we compete, between ourselves and uh, our uh, illustrious German competitors, uh, that uh, there's a lot of potential to be untapped.
1: Which uh, which competitors do you keep your eye on, uh, other than the usual suspects? Do you think Cadillac's going to be more of a threat to you going forward? Is Infinity going to continue to make a bit of ground and, and be tough as well? Do you see those guys as going head-to-head with you, or are they a step below still?
2: I think... Uh, The truth is that Audi used to be bundled along with those brands in the the so-called Tier 2 sector of the luxury market. And we have managed by a lot of hard work and the strategies that I've referred to to now also position ourselves amongst the Tier 1 set. Uh, And consequently, there is now less cross-shopping with those brands than used to be the case in the past. With regard to Cadillac, there's very little cross-shopping. I would have to say, though, that I am full of admiration for um, the folks who are managing that brand. I think they have done a lot of excellent work. And uh, as a consequence, it's, uh, it's welcome to see their success also in the marketplace. Uh, I think there are uh, a lot of good people there, and it's good that they see some reward for their efforts. Johan, we're down
0: to the very end here. But we've got to talk diesel, diesel hybrid electric. You guys have got terrific diesel technology. You keep hammering it. You keep uh, advertising it, too. Do you see it catching on in the U.S. market?
2: Diesel today represents over 50% of the sales volume of the car lines where we offer it. Uh, and that has all been incremental. In the U.S.? In
0: the U.S. 50%? Yeah. Our Q, wow.
2: Q7 is uh, just shy of 50%. The A3 is about 54%. And uh, it would be much higher if we had better supply. We will be bringing more diesel models to the U.S. And I can see uh, in the not-too-distant future uh, an opportunity where we will offer a diesel alternative across our entire line. So we remain uh, very optimistic and bullish about the prospects for diesel. It's interesting because Honda has
1: retreated from their diesel plans for the U.S. market and you guys
2: are pushing ahead with it. Super Yeah, I think uh, we have uh, a proven competency in this area and uh, the customer reception and the feedback from our dealers is just give us more. Uh, Do I think that diesel is going to become mainstream? Heavens no. Uh, But I think it is one of the important steps forward uh, in addressing uh, the uh, the need for us to reduce uh, impact on the environment, lower emissions and also lower overall fuel consumption. But uh, it complements the uh, technologies. Um, A lot of work still has to be done on the internal combustion engine for gas motors as well. Uh, and you can extract far greater efficiencies. And then in the longer term, you know, when people talk about electric vehicles, we will get there. But the technology today still requires a lot of development, and it's very expensive. Uh, so it's hard to make a, an economic business case for the, for the acquisition of those cars in the short term. It will take time before they are mass market options.
0: We'll have to have you back for another show to do that. I'm afraid we're out of time. But Johan Nyssen, thanks so much for coming on. Great having you here as always.
2: Thank you. David Welch, Chris
0: Parker, thank you guys too. And I will be back in a moment with some closing thoughts. You know, Johan de is somewhat modest in describing how Audi has come on so strong in the American market. He has implemented very key policy decisions, especially with Audi dealers, that have made the brand far more relevant and competitive. Yes, their styling, technology, and products did play a key role in Audi's resurgence, but so did Johan. And that brings us to the end of this show. We'll see you back here, same
2: place, same time, next week.